Hockey Town celebrated three championships in seven years, and rarely has someone so tough played so pivotal a part. McCarty draws, McCarty in, McCarty scores! A magnificent goal! Down McCarty! Show that play. Larry Arno, Shanahan, there it is! He scores! The Red Wings have defeated Colorado! Darren McCarty! Here's a break at center! I love you, but you're a mess. I, I am a mess. I'm a work in progress, I guess you could say. Hell yeah, work in progress, my ass there, Tommy boy. Uh, October 9th, it is Wednesday, 7.37 p.m. This is Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Yes, I am your host, Darren McCarty. Happy to be with you here. Show number 43. Give it a shout out to Darren Helm of the Red Wings. Uh, fellow Darren spells it the correct way and also a Stanley Cup champion, part of the 2008 team, part of the Red Wings going right now. Uh, hopefully he stays healthy because uh, speed kills and he's uh, the veteran presence in the lineup. Uh, everybody out there, whether you're watching... Uh, Facebook Live, uh, YouTube, uh, any way you're catching this, thanks for joining us live. And if you're catching this on your podcast, uh, wherever you're catching it, thanks for tuning in. Um, as always, haven't got rid of him. Don't know how. Don't really want to. Some days I do, some days I don't. But uh, he's riding high. Um, at least he uh, he got uh, t- tonight off and Wednesdays have been a priority. My co-host, Perry Vellucci. Perry, how are you? Doing really good, Mac. Yeah, good, good, good. We're going to get to you in a minute. I got you got something very important to tell our listeners and our fans who are very important to us. Uh, also, too, uh, Mr. Michael McCool, uh, making everything icy cold and cool around here back on the ones and twos. Uh, the producer engineer, how are you, sir? I'm good, Mac. You're good. How good. How you doing, man? I'm doing. Hey, dude, if I was any better, I'd be twins. I'd be Armageddon. Right on. Um, <laughs> yes, big would. thanks to Radio for One Studios. Obviously, if you're seeing this with the with the table here, uh, Mike Walters, uh, Jay Boger, the Detroit Cats, Big E, uh, weekdays, Sunday or Sunday to Thursday, you can catch them. Uh, Mikey, just to let you know that friend of the show, Jr. Stunts, Big J Adams, who is here saying hello because he's good friends with uh, a guest, our guest of the one of our guests tonight, um, because the other person. Who is also? I guess he's a he's a guest, second time guest, and wow, I'll get to you in a minute. But Mike, the video uh, systems fixed thanks to Jay, always doing his part. So thank you, Jay, uh, Billy Gator, uh, on uh, Ray Donovan. Uh, go have fun in stunts, and uh, also to uh, to our friends out. Uh, Heroin has a new publicist, Jay Chris Newberger, is also here on this podcasting ready for one studios take good care of our boy jay as he's uh going out to do some stuff out in la so uh, uh everybody out west there we love you and miss you and take care of our fam as you always do when you're out there that leads us to our guests uh first off um i mean i can say this now but uh you know formerly known as uh formerly known as the artist bam bam and uh you know you can catch him as the uh um Show doofus uh, from ten to from ten, yep, yep, from yep, ten to yep. two on ninety seven one with uh, Carson Anderson on uh, ninety seven one. He's been a good friend of mine uh, 
for a while now, and I think it's because he absolutely hates everything to do with sports except for um, the unis. Um, shoes, shoes, shoes. Yeah. shoes. Well, that's part of the unis. Evan, yep. Evan Jenkins, how are you, buddy? Uh, on, on the eve of, on the eve, this is like sort of like you're going away, bachelor party Vegas send off. Well, I can't wait. Leave at six a.m. Yeah, seven of us. We're gonna have a great time. Yeah, great time. Yeah, Hopefully. staying at uh, the Luxor. Yeah. So if you're listening, Luxor. Yeah, you better. Uh, <laughs> take your if you ever want any Get chance of having grind time with Darren McCarty, come out to you, Vegas. You better treat my boy right because he's going to come back. Um, and I wanted to see you, but I, I, I wanted to see the, the other guests too. Well, you know what? You kind did, of a dork for this. Well, and, you, listen, and that's and I appreciate it. I introduced you first before our, before our guest of the hour because uh, this is how things come uh -huh. up. And when you ask me about people ask me grind time with Darren McCarty, well, what is it? And uh, I say thank you. Uh, last week to, uh, you know, uh, four-time Stanley Cup champion, Frank J. Selke. Went blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I can do that because he's my best friend, Chris Draper. And uh, uh, we got a lot of history. And for him to take his time out of his great busy schedule, being the director of amateur scouting, uh, he's in Sweden right now. So um, it was great to catch up. It was great to hear his insight, not only on the dra at the draft table going into – you know what uh he broke it down how more cider uh you know the first round draft choice what what really goes on at the table and and That's obviously crazy. his his feelings of uh of what happened when he you know reliving the russian five and and really not to, you know for for me and, and perry you asked me this too before is we never really talk about like i said like i said I, before i took care of it 10 months earlier, I said, I'll take care of it. We're leaving Henry Ford Hospital parking lot. And then to hear him say he didn't realize the gravity to watching Johnny Wharton's reaction on, on the film, My Last Fight, is crazy. Um, on, That's the, on, what, on, the, on that note, because I wanted to, uh, take, to take in uh, you know, tragedy into triumph or whatever you wanted to do it. So back to Evan and I, because uh, how grind time with Darren McCarty works, it's, it's, it's what I like. So coming off... Uh, hockey last week i was really stoked because i'm a huge wrestling fan as uh, evan and i that's one of the things we've always had commonality on um it's you know i'm a stone cold guy uh from way back and even you know before that i remember i was telling the story of uh, in junior getting our tv smashed because we were a minute late because uh Raw ran over at at you know <laughs> before ice before practice started and the coach broke the TV because we were late. So um, on that note, uh, you know I, uh, you know I'm just gonna say uh, extraordinary human being, uh, Livonia, Michigan resident, uh, former WWE uh, employee and uh, first ever uh, professional one-legged wrestler, Mr. Zach Gowan. Thank you, sir, for uh, joining us here, buddy. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. It's uh, I'm so grateful to be to to be sharing time and space with an absolute legend like Darren McCarty. Uh, thank you for inviting me into your space, into your home, um, and into what you do here at Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Man, well, it mean it means the absolute world to me. Well, really you know does. what? I can't I can't understate that. Well, and I do. Or I can't overstate it. I yeah, say. I I get it. I and I absorb all that energy, and I can feel it in here because you know our stories are a lot uh, similar. We're gonna get into it. Not only get into what it's like wrestling, because you've wrestled with and you know had relationships with some of the biggest names in wrestling: Hulk Hogan, Brock Lesnar. You've wrestled John Cena. You know Vince McMahon. I wanna. 
get into that, but also too, your battle in uh, with uh, in life. Not only I, yeah, guys, I, I said one legged. That means prosthetic late leg. Um, he lost when he was uh, eight years old, I believe. We'll get into that. Um, but also too, uh, you and I both battle substance abuse, and uh, I'm coming up on four years. Um, no alcohol, no pills. Uh, proud proud of that and you just said your uh, everyday battle to and you're on 10 years so i love to hear that um but before yeah that's, Thank that's you. absolutely, uh, absolutely yep. inspiration to, to everybody but yep. before that i got to uh last week we, we always love to do um questions uh, i i done it with ozzy done it with drapes and we just sent out some pictures um perry didn't get to read the list of names i know we put it up on the uh facebook but uh, Perry, go ahead and uh, read off, because uh, Perry, remember, is the man of the people. He's not quite the rock. He's mm -hmm. not the people's champ. He's right. the man <laughs> of the people, right? Which is a big freaking difference. All right. Yeah. There's your. Hey, there's your. Here's your man of the people, Perry Vellucci. Perry, who are the winners? Oh, well, first of all, I, let's let's say good morning to Teresa Solomon in Australia, having her coffee and joining Shouldn't we us. say, good day, Teresa. <laughs> good yeah. day, girl. Yeah, she, she's been following us along, and she said I she's love, We have a little contingent down in Australia. Oh, wait. We were going to take grind time down there to, what, surf or do something, but we got wrestler now, one-legged wrestler we can bring with us. So oh, we got comedy God. grinder, the grind time. Wrestling, wrestling show. Wrestling show. We wow. got it all, so make it happen, Teresa. Let's go. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and, so, good, and good day and good night and good morning. <laughs> so back to the winners for, uh, for their questions they asked last week. Uh, uh, Matt Edson uh, was one of the recipients. Darren Dink Reynolds and Des Ryan. Yeah, the Dink, Dink, Dink. Uh, you know, I call nepotism, too. And uh, you picked yes. it, though, but, you know, if you have a nickname, because Dink, I went to high school with him. And I remember all the stuff, and I and, and I laughed when I read a question. It makes me laugh, like like he had a question for Drapes. What was worse? Uh, I even forgot getting beat up by Gretzky or yeah, yeah. something else. I don't even know, but because he fought, I played junior with Brent Gretzky, Wayne's little brother, and and, and Drapes didn't lose to him. But I always tell him, he did. <laughs> and that's what friends are for. That's yeah. what friends are for. Who else so, uh, yeah, so uh, also we have Colin Long that won. Uh, <laughs> Patty Reed, who's been following us right from the beginning. And then uh, Ron Van Wagner. And what's cool about this, Mac, is that one, uh, you know, one of the winners is uh, lives in uh, St. John's, another one in Winnipeg, another Let's one in where St. John's is. St. John's, Newfoundland. Newfoundland, yes, yes, out there, Newfoundland and Labrador, yep. Just is that the, Maritimes? Yeah, a little bit more, you know, Curse Oak Island, just a little bit to the east of that, so like, you know, over that way, which... Which uh, I'm all about that show. And I heard it's beautiful <laughs> up there. <laughs> I get uh, sidetracked. So, but yeah, it is beautiful and, up and, there. And, and big, big Red Wing fan up there. Uh, Salt Clears. He Sun said Salt Clears when he had the Sun Dancers. The I think it's the name of the bar there. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like from from uh, Adirondack days, dude. That's how good it was. Sun wow. Dancers, huh? Yeah, I I could be wrong. Could be Probably got a photo in there. Could be sunsets. <laughs> could, be night, could be Nighthawks, right? Thank God there there wasn't uh, cell phones back in the day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? So that's it. Yeah, so th those were our six winners for the uh, Dermot McCarty, for, uh, Chris Draper uh, autograph pictures. Thanks for uh, playing along, guys. We'll have more uh, more things coming. I know that we're, in, uh, we're working on, I think, hopefully by no uh, November to be able to interact and maybe get a phone system in here. 
Um, but uh, we uh, we love it. Keep uh, sending. You got Perry at DarrenMcCarty.com for keep sending for uh, the people. Uh, he's the man of the people. Anything you have, Perry. What were you saying while we're on this? Um, because this is very important. You'll you'll like this, Zach. Um, so bring it up how you brought it up to me. So uh, I've come in contact. People have contacted me with stories of their issues they've had in their lives with addictions and stuff and how they've overcome it. And they said a lot of it was either reading Darren's book, watching him speak, or just talking and then knowing his story and how it's really, they, they, it, they've used him as an inspiration okay, to I'm turn gonna, their lives around. I'm going to pause you right here yep. and just say, so, and, and it, it's not, and, and the fact that they got it from me is great, right. but the fact that they get it from whoever Right, so the fact is that the message is out there, and Zach, as as somebody, it's our responsibility is to get the message out that there is options and there is other ways. So, as Perry was expressing that, and these people found it this way, so it's just we're trying to blanket it out. Now they know that they can go to Zach Gowan and and look at him, and he, you know, I'm about not I'm not about arguing, but I'm about what do you mean by that? And this is what works for me, and this mm -hmm. is my program, and. You know, I've realized that uh, everybody's program is different, and I can just concentrate on mine. It took me a <laughs> long time. How many yeah, times yeah, do I have yeah. to say four rehabs, a million dollars, man? I learned you a lot fell down time. a lot, I, but I got back up. I can't knock down. That's why Chumbawamba. <laughs> that's why it's chapter four of the book. I can oh, knock down. I get up again. So, anyways, back to you, Perry. You were saying because you get all this stuff, and because people need to hear that they're not alone. You, you, you took it upon yourself. I'd, I'd like for people to send me their stories. You can send it to Perry at DarrenMcCarty.com. Send us your stories, and, and if you wouldn't mind, we can share it. We won't use names. But we can just, if, if there's a story that we feel is very inspirational, and I'm sure everyone is, but this is something we can share with our audience and let them know that that you found a way to survive and, and turn things around, and just like Darren is, and you're going to find out with Zach, and you know we're using it for inspiration. And, so for, that is an yeah. absolute phenomenal segue. Because uh, the point being is when Perry brought this to me, it's like, absolutely. I'm fortunate enough to be able to have Zach in here to tell his story, which along the line is a connection. But, you know, if uh, I can't get to Australia and I can't get to even down the road, whatever. So there's connection that needs to be there. And this is a way for us to connect. And before I do, dude, do you like my hair? Do you know why I'm doing this? This is like the, this is like the mohawk like mullet I'm growing. Have you That's heard of what Miracle it is. Flow? That's what I it love is. It. No, no. Have you heard of Miracle Flow? Miracle Flow, the only hair care products for guys with majestic flow and those who want it. Right? Miracle Flow is specially formulated for athletes with longer hair to help rejuvenate the flow after the beating it takes in your sweaty helmet. Miracle Flow makes products for guys with flow by guys with flow. Our shampoo is used by the NHL, MLB, lacrosse, NFL, Division One athletes, and more. Remember Miracle Flow. It's not just a hairstyle. It's a lifestyle, and if you don't follow Miracle Flow on Instagram, Phil, shout out to my boy Phil, has the greatest mullet pics and stuff like that. And I swear to God, this is like, it's got like tea tree oil, and it's got all of this essential oils for guys. I'm going to, uh, I got my own special uh, special bottle. Um, you you pass the test. We'll hook, get you pairs. Hook it up. Because, yeah, you got it, bro. I got you. you don't worry. I got you with that. And growing a mullet is, is it, on the docket as we speak. I, oh, is it? Is it, it is. Yeah, for my wrestling Phil, comeback. Phil, I want to reinvent this is a, myself. This is, a, um, this is out there to Phil from Miracle Flow. Phil. Hey, Phil, 
we got Zach Gowan in here, and as uh, he's going to tell people that he might be getting back in the ring sometime soon, allegedly a little birdie told me something, but uh, I don't know. Birdie might have been a little bit high or something. I don't know. That's for us <laughs> to find out. Anyways, <laughs> Phil, my boy might be getting back. He's going to get back in the wrestling, and he's growing a mullet. He needs some starting with the DMAX stuff, and then we'll work on the one-legged prosthetic flow because those prosthetic guys have mullets too anyways thanks folks. <laughs> well and you think about wrestling there's one thing it's the hair dude. oh it's it's the yeah. hair. darn it man that's why Shawn michaels had to retire oh oh poor guy anyways anyway i don't want to i, I, I want to go i had to get that in all right now let me go because uh before we get off topic that may be closer to the truth and it's not it, oh. <laughs> i know but it's it's so conspiracy theory and it's speculatory Anyways, back to uh, our guest, Zach Allen, the one-legged wrestler. Um, for inspiration, as you said, with Perry, uh, we're going to start down the somber trail and then go hard because that's the way it is. I always like the bad news first, so then we can now deal with it. But <laughs> Not so, bad news, but just no, 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 yeah. no, the, 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 the right. tough side of life. Listen, tough side, man, thank my, you. Yep. My past and my history is filled with super high highs and super low lows. That's why you and I connect, and bro. And this is why I'm grateful to be able to share it because what I can do these days is use my past use my history as a tool to connect with other people and give them inspiration or give them motivation in terms of, of, of maybe taking a different path in their life. And that, to me, what, that's what makes life worthwhile today. So I'm, I'm happy to share anything and everything. I, I like to start chronologically. Okay. I learned this in therapy when I had to write out my life plan, like, you know, what happened in my life. To, and when you write it down, and I encourage if you – as I encourage here on Grind Time with Darren McCarty, because I am Darren McCarty, so I encourage it, and it's take it to the bank, but it's part of that self-awareness, is that when you can label down and sort of uh, timeline different events in your life, you can then you can take that panoramic view. So I always oh, like yeah. to start at the beginning. And uh, for you being born... Uh, in Livonia, Detroit? I, well, I was born in Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti. Um, to my mother and father who were married at the time. Uh, my father is an, is an alcoholic, Okay. Uh, is a drug addict. Um, and last we heard, he's still out there living in the pain. Um, so if you're the praying type, uh, feel free to, to send a prayer his way that he, he finds his path in terms of his recovery. Um, he, I haven't seen my father since I was four years old. My father made a decision. He decided that his relationship with drugs and alcohol is going to be more important than his relationship with me or my mom took off, never to be seen but again. Do you have any siblings? Uh, I have a half-brother. After, After? Are you the oldest? I am the oldest, Okay, yeah. so it was just you and your mom then? Just me and my mom. We moved into government housing in Belleville, Michigan. Uh, we shared a wall to the right of us with a drug dealer. We shared a wall to the left of us with a prostitute. Uh, one day we woke up. Uh, they go to preschool, and there's four bullet holes in the side of my mom's station, wa station wagon where, in, in the seat where I sit to go to preschool every day. Mm. And, and that's where uh, we found ourselves at, at, at four years old. And my mom was a young mom, too, and she wasn't educated. And she was trying to find a way out, trying to find a different path to give me opportunities that she never had growing up. So my mom's my hero. Like, if you, like my, my story, some people find inspirational, which I can appreciate, but if you, if you sat down and listened to my mom's story and what she's been through, man, that's something yeah, but else. That's the whole thing is that there's, it's, it's the trickle down because people inspire other people. That's you right. Look at, you, you, you have to, and it's, and it's not the ones, yeah, um, you take inspiration by people that you'd expect you would, but it's a lot of times it's a different thing. So I'm guessing that 
what you're telling me is your it's your work ethic. It's your, you know, the power to get to where you are today. Right. You know, so so go back. So you're four years old, and then you know your your kid growing up. Uh, you know, obviously, like uh, on the poverty line or on uh, on the welfare line, and yep. and just existing, and then eight years old, an accident. At eight years old, I was playing soccer at recess when a ball collided with my left knee. I was born with uh, both of my legs, um, and it sprained my knee. Uh, but the sprain never healed. Over the course of the next eight nine months, my leg kept getting worse and worse and worse. It kept breaking and rebreaking and re-breaking, and we couldn't figure out why I was in so much pain or why my leg wouldn't heal until the doctors did a biopsy, and the results came back, and the results were very conclusive. The reason why my leg broke in the first place, the reason why it never healed, uh, was because of a tumor growing on my left femur right above my left kneecap. Um, so at eight years old, I was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, which is a, a form of pediatric bone cancer. Um, and the diagnosis came so late in the game, the fear was the tumor was going to spread to the rest of my body. And once it does that, it's really only a matter of time. So it was like, we got to get this We got to do something now. now. Yeah, we have to so do something. So you didn't, I mean, let alone being eight years old, being able to process losing your leg, right. all that stuff, and then it's immediate, it's, uh, it's like this and that. I think what's important, and, I, and this is the tactic and the question I want to ask you, is do you remember being that eight-year-old scared, uh, unknowing, and if you could now talk to that eight-year-old before that procedure because if there's any kids out there, any parents out there going through this because unfortunately there are and it couldn't be this, it could be any kind of surgery. Is there some, some advice and, and speak to your younger self? Dude, some of the greatest opportunities and endeavors that I have to this day is my work at Children's Hospital in, in Detroit. I, um, I volunteer there quite a bit. I hang out with kids uh, in the oncology clinic, kids who, are, who, are, who have gone through the same thing that I've gone through or about to go through the same thing that I went through in terms of cancer and amputation and all of this. And to me, and I work very closely with a social worker there, um, and, it's, and to me, it's, it's the best thing I can absolutely do. Uh, what I tell them, I tell them every single time, I say, listen, this amputation, it feels like an end. It is not an end. It's a beginning. Mm. Um, and, and I, and I share with them a little bit of my story too, which is that a lot of the successes that I've experienced in life were as a result of being an amputee and that life isn't about what happens to us, but it's about how we react to what happens to us. And if our reactions to life are rooted in faith and in love and in service to one another, then absolutely everything is possible. There's a whole world out there that I didn't even know existed at eight years old. I mean, let alone 26 years old, I didn't know existed. You know, and I'm, I'm, so I'm able to share my experience, my strength, and my hope with these kids. And these kids are just excited because someone's there who is on YouTube. <laughs> you know what Boy, I mean? Like, uh, they're uh, like, oh, you wrestle John yeah, but it doesn't great. matter. But the it kids doesn't matter it. how you get you, in. That's the thing. The fact that you're in, right. and then they hear you because sometimes it's a lot easier to hear when you don't have hope. And the one thing here, grind time, Darren McCarty, is it preaches is to try to say it's it's people make choice is because they only have one choice or think they only have a choice. Perspective, per, right? Perspective. Right. And and what I want to try to do here is present options. Right, and it's not whether you do or don't because it's not up to me whether you do, but it's just to know that a you're not alone, and right. b it that that you have to 
dig into the truth like you have to go on your own journey for a lot of these things and it's that self-awareness and i mean for me you know like it's the the I don't wish anybody, I don't want anybody to go to where I've had to go to because I don't think they can come back. And mm. I get the feeling that you're the same way as because I get that, that there's, we're built the same sort of survivors. So going back, so you, so that's how you expressed it now. So when did you, when did you realize, like, how did you get into accepting? like as the eight-year-old then you have right. to learn how to walk with the prosthetic how long did it take for you to learn how to walk with the prosthetic honestly but, but outside of the initial pain of of losing a limb and and the surgery aspect of it um i took to everything very very quickly i've always been a really good athlete i've always had great balance I've always had some kind of internal strength that has always uh, allowed me to pick up things physically in a physical manner much quicker than other kids. Uh, so the the process of transitioning into fitting, you know, getting fitted with a prosthetic and going to rehab and learning how to walk that was fairly easy from what I remember. Um, now the problem for me was I I felt different on the inside because I looked different on the outside. Right. I felt. Um, um, ugly, I felt defective, I felt not good enough. You see what I'm saying? I, I, yeah. I, I had this feeling where, where I was on the sideline watching the parade of life go by in front of me. Like so close I could almost touch it but never quite a part of. So you, you didn't have anybody doing what you're doing for these kids going in and talking. You didn't I, have anybody I come and give you... I have one memory at Children's Hospital and that's where I got... Um, that's where I got my care, and that is uh, former Lions great, and, and you'll appreciate this, Chris Spielman, oh, um, who who came in, and he was uh, he was an active member of the roster at the time, and he came in on a, on a Friday or a Saturday, and he painted a mural with some of the patients, and he sat next to me, and we for like an hour or two, just sit, sat there and painted a mural. And I had no idea who Chris Spielman was, except that he was on my Tecmo Super Bowl Super Bowl game. Right. So it comes yeah. full circle, right? Where and then now matter. I'm able to do that for some other kid, awesome. man. Right? So that I know how impactful awesome. and how meaningful that just that interaction can be. And what I'm finding is it's even more meaningful and impactful for the parents too, because the parents are more scared than the kids. The parents are more affected than the kids, you know, because you're seeing your, your flesh and blood, your child. And you can't you do anything about it, and yeah. that's what kills you. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, you do anything to me, you do something to somebody I love, and I can't do anything about it, you, yeah, mm. you got me. But so, so what age then did you realize, or was it, was it wrestling that you realized where you didn't have to be normal, or how, right. or what age did you realize that, hey, I'm special, you know, I'm... Because my impression, Zach, is that you figured out, right, that no one was giving you anything in life. That started out early, right, that you had to earn everything you got. Mm -hmm. You say your mom's your hero, so you had that work ethic and, and desire. But there had, you know, there's always self-doubt. And there, I think even to this day to say that we, we don't have it, I think we have the tools how to deal with it or you know where it's coming from but right. when do you remember that moment or was it a great was a certain grade or was it a certain thing that happened i gotta say it was the the first time i stepped foot uh pardon the pun um inside of a professional wrestling ring it was magical um i was 18 years old 
I had just graduated. And you have to understand, from the moment I was eight years old and I watched Ric Flair win his first WWE Heavyweight Championship at the Royal Rumble mm -hmm. of 1992, which was, was my that one, Was that three? I, or which no, Royal it was, Rumble was that? It's the Rumble that he won to win the championship, right? And he came out first? Yep, he came out, well, he came out third. Oh, third, that's uh -huh. who it was. And it was a welcome. He won the Rumble to win the championship. Yeah, so it must right. have been, yeah, 92 or 93. It was right? the best. Arguably the best event WWE ever produced. Yes. So, so was that before or after uh, WrestleMania at the Silverdome? After. after. That was that okay. was eighty seven. Trying okay, that was eighty seven. Yep. Okay, so so like let's Flair let's get it. Let's so it was so that's when you knew, but your love of wrestling. That's when the bug bit me. Right, but your love of wrestling had been like you said when you were eight years old, right. and then always been around it. So it wasn't you just how'd you get to step in the ring at eighteen? I. It, I was tunnel vision. All, all I thought about throughout my entire adolescence and childhood was professional wrestling because when, when I watched wrestling or when I engaged or, or, or in, in professional wrestling, I didn't feel the pain of not having my father, not having my leg, not fitting in. It was my love of professional wrestling. I want everybody out here to please listen this because I could not have spit out a greater analogy to trying to explain is that I had tunnel vision and no matter what to make it, I was going to make the professional. It's the same thing. And that's why I got, yeah. I got chills over here. That's why I'm sorry. I had to stop you, but it's exactly the, because that's what I was going to do. That's what you were going to do. No matter what. It's not something I decided on my own volition either. It's something that happened. It's something that was presented to me. It's something that I got stuck. But let me ask to. you this, right? Yeah. Right? You were prepared for that one glimmer of hope, whatever opportunity. Mm -hmm. That window opened and you seized your opportunity. That's right. Oh, wow. I might have a couple of those, Perry. What do you think? Maybe punching Lemieux in the square in the face and getting revenge and then scoring the overtime goal God and then damn. beating one guy one-on-one -on -one my whole career. Yeah. Whole, right? Yeah. Right? So what do I always awesome. say? What do I always say? <laughs> Don't, if you're going to wish for it and you really want it, be prepared for when it comes because what I'm hearing from Mr. Zach Gowan here, right, is that he was prepared for the opportunity that he got, and I can't wait to hear it. Just jumped right into it. So it, how did it present itself? You're at, were you at a show? And it, was, it was an accident. I didn't even know independent wrestling existed, and I was the world's biggest wrestling fan. And that, I'm taking you back to, like, 99, 2000, 2001. I mean, this is, this is before the Twitter and <laughs> the, the social media. That's the best music I got. <laughs> <laughs> this is before wrestling was anywhere and everywhere and YouTube and all the time. I, had no, I just knew about WCW and yeah, ECW. It was like hey, can TBS we, can, and Channel hey, 4 on uh, Saturdays. Can we... Um, can we like document for like the intermediate fans? So this would be before The Rock, before Stone Cold. No, in two thousand. In the middle of it. Yes, it's like the height of it. So the height of it. I thought yes. he was saying ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Stone that was Cold. The height of it? Yeah, Stone yeah. Cold was. Okay, so you didn't even. NWO. So I, that's so I that's didn't right know when a lower level of wrestling, a localized version of professional wrestling existed. Right. So who is your guy? You said Ric Flair back in the day, but who is your guy? Because mine was Stone Cold. So who was your guy during that time? Mine. Uh, oh, during that time, yeah. it was uh, it was the Hardy Boys. It was RVD. It was Sabu, and it was Rey Mysterio. Dude, ECW, bro. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So these oh, were man. these Sick. were guys that were were smaller. 
These guys weren't Hulk Hogan, six foot eight, three oh five. You see what I'm saying? No, these are aerialists. Yes. Oh yeah. And these guys were the ones who inspired me to be a wrestler because I knew I couldn't do what Hulk Hogan does, which is be six foot eight and drop big leg drops all over the place. But I saw Rey Mysterio doing an acai moonsault. Um, he's still to the doing outside. It? He's, he's still, still doing, doing it. it. He, right. I saw when I was. You and know, he looks jacked. He's wild. Great. Man. He's great. He's the best of all time. He's my hero. But I mean, look, you see, like how small he no, is. He's jacked. I, I have to admit something. I can't stand Rey Mysterio as a wrestler. I'm so, I, like, I just never have. But that's a good thing. That means he's done his job, whether you like him or hate him. Right, right, right. I, I just, but you know who he is. Oh, I know exactly who he is. St- and as I, soon as his music hits. You don't like Rey Mysterio? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But I like the bigger guys that you're talking about. Oh, okay. I see what so, you mean. I see what you mean. It, it's a whole yeah. different. But you, you're, you're, not a, you're not a hashtag real one. No. I like, <laughs> no. I like no, see, see, Give hey, me the EC3s of the world the best, and stuff like Here's the best like thing about Evan, right? Is that you all, there's no gray area. Like, there's like a, yeah. you might get a, eh, no. You might get a, eh, no. But there's always a, no, just can't. This is can't my opinion. Because you know what? Which is Because fine. he probably wore the wrong Shoes or matching right. the like some ensemble he had. There was on one probably time. something. Yeah. It was or some- he he probably beat one of the big wrestlers yeah. that I liked. It no, was something the like storyline turned yeah, it off. the wrong ensemble. Yeah, yeah, wore the wrong mask. His or- tights didn't match his mask that yeah. one nitro back in '98. <laughs> right now, hold on to a grudge. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, so continue no, about so, 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 what so, the hell I'm talking so, about. Yeah, I know, but you, so you had no wrestling. Like you knew, I wrestled. In so high how old school. were you when you? Oh, you did wrestle. I wrestled in high school for the not because I like wrestling, but because a lot of my wrestling heroes had an amateur background. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm I'm laying down the foundation so at 15 years everything. old. Yeah, dude. But that's I'm guys. That's what this. you have to do. It's yeah. like what have you put in to get out? Right. It's hard work. It's it's attitude. It's it's perseverance it's priorities right right Uh, this is what i say right you have to have your priorities in order and you have to be flexible with your priorities as long as your intentions are pure right because sometimes this takes precedence right sometimes that takes precedence 100 so you knew so you were all stocked and to do that so you wrestled in high school then you you're back to the independent league or whatever independent wrestling at yep. 18 and as soon as i graduated high school there was a there was a I, I stumbled upon a training facility less than three miles from my home uh at the old livonia mall <laughs> <laughs> and like in an abandoned old cvs building uh they hollowed out the building and they, i'm sorry i mean hit the mic they hollowed they hollowed out the building and they put a wrestling ring in there and they they ran a wrestling school uh, and so once I saw a wrestling ring inside of a building and it said wrestling school on the outside, I'm like, this is it. This is destiny. This is where I'm supposed to be. And, uh, thank God, because it was where I was supposed to be. I stepped foot in that wrestling ring and, and for the first time in my life, something insane happened. I felt like I was exactly where I was supposed to be at that moment. You know, I felt 100% comfortable in my skin. I, I like, I, I felt at home. In other words, mm-hmm. it was a spiritual experience Going into a wrestling ring for the first time. Yeah, that's hot. Oh. Yeah. That's how I feel around weed. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. like as in a dispensary or out anything like that. I mean, I know that it's like the first time I smoked. It was like my body was telling me, "Wait, you like it's 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 unbelievable that it's something to it, even more of to get educated on it." But you, so that's what I'm saying is you prep prepared, and then you, it's like you walked into. For lack of a better term, the Garden of Eden right. or the Fountain of Youth or whatever, and it I found didn't matter. It. You can, and let me let, at that point because it was about 
your ability, your athletic ability, what you could put up. Now I'm, I'm assuming that when you walked in there, you got a couple like, what's this guy doing or whatever like oh, this. Yeah. And, and, and now you wrestled without your prosthetic. That's right. Right. Now, did you try to wrestle with it? Never, never. Because when I, when I wrestled in high school and I wrestled in my backyard and I, on a trampoline, I'm much more athletic and agile and balanced without my leg on. Well, no shit. There's yep. one thing less to grab, you slippery motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's a, that's a, yeah. yeah. I was the... Douse a little oil hey. down and get that mullet yeah. going. I mean, we we'll call you fucking snake. I was the biggest 119-pounder in that weight class that Churchill High School does, had ever seen at that point. Because you got to think. I mean, oh, guys dude, try to cut weight. You know, right. cutting oh a leg. You just put the freaking <laughs> slammy on them and you just yeah. lean on them. I was just beating up on these That's little awesome. small kids. Dude, I love it. Yeah, think about dude, 119 so pound. Like, yeah. kid. And I was like, six feet tall at 119 pounds. But you're getting prepared to do. See, you're even getting prepared <laughs> beating on these little twerks. <laughs> so then you get in. So. This is what year is this? Uh, two thousand and one. So then you start. How does that work? Like you go to school for? Yeah, you get trained like any other trade school. You go. There's a curriculum. There's a program. Uh, I had to basically. I, I I really had to train myself because there's never been an amputee professional wrestler before. So how can you train someone if there's never? You know, my movements are different. Mm-hmm. I can't do certain things. I can do certain things. It was kind of on, on so me. So what did to you go with, like if if if. You, you like for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. right? Like, you so would you w- have gone in there saying, Hey, I'm like an aerial guy, or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fly, like a, uh, like you said, like the Hardys, like the right. Well, I, I always knew there was that was kind of my abilities, and that's where my strengths were, but I also knew the innate uh, marketability of a high flyer who's missing an, an entire limb. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and wrestling provided me the platform for me to, to, to showcase that. So let's talk about that. How does, let's, you know, fast forward to you go through the school, you do the minors, and then, boom, what, WWF at the time yeah, was knocking it, it at was, your door? Was, how does that happen? Dude, it was insane. It was, it, this has never happened before in history. It'll never happen again. Uh I had my first match March 16, 2002. I got offered a three-year WWE contract January of 2003. Uh, less than 20 matches, and they're calling my phone and, and offering. What do they a, call a, when the, who like? What do they call when, What do they say when they call? Take us back to that first conversation. Who calls? Does well, I. But here's the you? thing. They no, no. They uh, John Laurinaitis called me, who was the senior VP yeah, of talent relations. John Laurinaitis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Jan- Ace. He got money. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's, Doesn't he, is he? No, he's not the one that dates the Bella's mom on the show, is it? I don't know. No. I don't watch the I'm, Bella's I'm dude. Sorry, I watch a lot. <laughs> His kid played at Ohio State too, linebacker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so another company, this the, the TNA at the time, which was the second largest company in the country, they were offering me a contract. The wrestling business is very small. I went viral before there was viral, before the, there was internet or social media. Word of mouth traveled fast after TNA offered me a contract. Within a week, my phone is ringing from WWE offering me a, um, a much larger, obviously, contract because of the size of the companies at the time. But uh, that's how that happened. Do you so, have agents? Uh, wrestling, some of the bigger bigger stars like rock and austin and mick foley and those guys and i think jericho has an agent too uh they might actually all have the same one but some of the bigger guys i didn't at the time i i had a a lawyer look over my contract but i didn't have an agent i didn't have any negotiating power 
because it was kind of a take it or leave it at that point. Well, you absolutely. Know? And you're trying to get in the door, and sometimes it's a it's a it's kind of and, prove yeah. it contract sort of sort of thing. You know, like low bottom line, high upside, depending on the performance and yeah. the reaction from the crowd. So, so. so then take us on your journey. So this is January. You signed this contract January 2003. Are you doing like house shows right off the get go? No, I'm, I, they don't know what to do with me. I think if if I'm if I'm being honest, I think they signed me just so TNA wouldn't sign me. Right. Which, I, I which, don't. Which, I don't. Which is which goes it's business. I mean, it's, right, right. Which yeah. is you know, which by the way, put you on the shelf and compensate you. Which is like that's For how months. Vic McMahon makes money. I mean, I, that doesn't sound far fetched to me. Doesn't, no, to and, this day. And yeah, and, and yeah. And no, no. To this day. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, now especially they had me on the payroll. <laughs> now especially with AEW. Right. We haven't even got into that yet. Right. So, so, so. Anyways, because. Um, I think yeah here like I think was your first match um, right This I is think? my yeah this is my debut and this is how they So how, how oh. long through how what? So this is May they signed me in January this is May I'm sitting at home literally for 4 months the How w- does this come up Here's like, here's how this happens yeah. the, the WWE magazine calls me to do an interview They do an interview on my story they put it out in print the WWE magazine there's so many heads in the in the yeah. company they don't communicate they don't shake hands with each other so now my story is out there which forces the WWE creative side to come up with a story for me to put me on TV before that article even comes out and so, oh. so, so the bottom. They're plate, playing chicks. Here's a little uncle. Here's our little uncle D-Mac ride time with Darren McCarty tidbit. Right? If you're getting into the wrestling, get to know whoever's gonna get out there in the print or who pushes the trigger because the print obviously controlled whatever. So, so, so then a week get- after the conversation with the magazine, I'm in uh, a first Mariner Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, in the front row. With Hulk Hogan, uh, I'm in the locker room with with Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon, uh-huh. and Roddy Piper, and that's my a, a, a PA grabs me and brings me into Hulk Hogan's locker room, and that's where I meet Hogan, who's naked, who just walked out of the shower, naked as the day he is born, talking <laughs> walking with his arms stretched out, talking about how you doing, brother? Welcome to the team, and, right? And he's a big dude, and he's, bro. I said I told him I, 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 I lived in Clearwater, and and you know he was down there and see him and stuff, and he's so he's a huge human, six eight, all of it. Like he's six six at least. No, no, he's, he's big guy. Okay, he's big guy, big boned. You know what I mean? Just yeah, big, just big a old, big dude. Big dude. Um, so Vince is there, Roddy Piper. So what's the and, what's the mood? Everybody's like buddy buddy. Everybody's or? just like happy, I think. And I'm just overwhelmed. Right, I'm 20 <laughs> years old, dude. Like these are I didn't get a picture. We didn't have we <laughs> yeah, didn't man. have we didn't have phones or cameras on phones. We had the little disposable cameras, but I didn't think to do it i was just overwhelmed and, and afraid because really, it was such yeah, a huge absolutely, moment absolutely dude yeah, he's you're an icon you're not going in there with jobbers or anything like no. that you're going with the elite of the elite of the elite the wrestlers so how long does it icons. take to tell to, to, to tell you what's gonna happen man we go over for about a half hour or so and then i get in position and a couple hours later this happens all right oh it's unbelievable. So who's that? So that's who, Roddy who, Piper. So that's Hogan left. in the mask. Okay, right. he's right. Mr. As, America. As, as what, Mr. America? Mr. Perry, we're not supposed to know that's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's yeah, oh, right. <laughs> Roddy Piper's got him. Get him, Piper. Oh, not Mr. America. Who's oh. who's that in behind? Oh, Sean O'Hare. Okay. He's since passed. Good guy. Now there's Don't a fan in the crowd. There's a fan who oh. jumps into the ring and hits Piper. Oh, he, 
Oh, oh, you took that chair to the head, huh? I did. That wasn't yeah. planned. <laughs> and then here's wow. Piper just choking the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> now, how much is that? Like, they, like, like, let people know. Like, they, it's not like it. it it's not like it's brutally, but it's it's not it's like rough. It's, it's rough. It is rough. Oh, oh just, my gosh! Like, and then they pull off my prosthetic leg. Oh my god! And watch Piper's face here. There's nobody in this business who could sell this moment as good as Piper. He's just yeah. He's you can't believe your, what he's he did. Holding he's holding your leg. Disbelief. Yeah. He, he feels shot, embarrassed. He, yeah. Right? The crowd's even, even though even though he's a bad guy, he feels yeah, like he no, might have no, went no. too he, far. Yeah. He, yeah, he gently sets it down and yeah. wants no part. And nobody has any idea who you are. Right. You're just a fan. I'm a fan in, in the front row. That's a, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's and for fans watching. That's like it was a shocking. Oh moment. my god! A, a fan moment. ran in like. I'll any, never forget it. there's yeah. I had a uh, I talk about it, but I've been at one of the Smackdowns or one of the things back at the Joe. Mm -hmm. I think it was the one that. Uh, Stone Cold ran the Zamboni into the ring. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah, Dandy, Knubel, and I, there's, uh, we see it on replay on the WWE Network. <laughs> but, but I take a stick. Bob Holly goes ahead. D'Lo Brown is from Detroit. And I yeah. grab a stick and whack, break it over Bob Holly and get the... You know, I end up throwing some haymakers. Hell yeah, it's, it's awesome. I was dude. probably in the, in, the, in the nosebleeds that day. So that's not... Um, that's not the only. So that's how it starts. So then you could become an ally to Hogan, right? Um, and then it, le you know, you leads to, you know, the one thing is is I want people to understand, right? Is is that you know what what is your what would be the best way as as a guy who's been behind the scenes of the guys is is I put it it's like adult soap opera. It's like uh, the it's it's scripted phenomenal athleticism wrestling you know it's like a, it's like an adult soap opera reality tv yeah, show storytelling it's everything but it, but the athleticism what would you oh. say as a guy who's done it i think you said it perfect it's reality tv it's a, it's athletic it's a stunt show it's mm -hmm. drama it's comedy it's everything all rolled into one and to me it's the per it's the most perfect pure uh platform for entertainment there is now i want to talk about for vince my taste i want to talk about vince mcmahon mm -hmm. because uh you know you mentioned uh, him being back there but um, i wrestled him on pay-per-view i know you did that's what i'm saying oh. so you built so i'm gonna fast forward people so so the it ends up where Hulk, uh, Mister America, whatever you come to his event, but you end up you and Stephanie Man up fighting a big show. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a lesser well, thing. well, Piper got fired, and then Hulk quit like a week later. So our whole storyline, which was supposed to last, I don't know, six seven months, and there's supposed to be levels and layers to it and chapters to it, just got fast tracked into me and Vince like right away, um, which which didn't follow the natural arc and progression but it's all right. we could do at the time right because those the two main components were not there anymore so so that so talk about wrestling and at a on a stage like that against a guy like that who's the you know the boss and 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 i think uh, explain to me the 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 difference between mr mcmahon the the character that we see him play and vince the person um To me, they're very similar. The Mister Amer or the Mister McMahon that you see on TV is just Vince turned up a little bit. He listen, he's insane. He, he is he is a maniac. He's but you, I think you have to be. He has a level of genius 
to take what he took and to turn it into what he turned it into in terms of creativity, in terms of business, in terms of like talent and shows and, and, and all of that, you have to be a little bit of a creative genius. Um, and so he's not like, he's not a guy that you want to have a beer with and just shoot the shit with, you know, but in terms of doing business with him and picking his brain and getting ideas and just being around someone that talented and that creative was awesome for me. Right. To wrestle him was a chore. Because he was 53 years old at the time, and he's not a wrestler. Right. I'm a guy who has less than 30 matches, and I have one leg. <laughs> so there's a lot that can go wrong with that match. So and what would you say when you watch that match back? How would you? I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm proud. Of I'm it. proud of it. There's obviously some things I'm going to critique, and no, I, I wish we could change it right, a little bit. Right, but most matches you never come up 100% no, if you're no. going to say that's like a golf match. Yeah, of course, of course. No, it, considering everything considered going into that match, considering our limitations as performers um, and non-performers as the case was, uh, it, it was good. It was a really, really good match. When you, ooh, I want to. I just want to know when do sure. you find out the outcome of the match? Like, because I know you guys like talk in the ring, what's going to happen next, so on and so forth. But when do you actually find out yourself? Is it a half hour, an hour? No. Well, it depends on the circumstance. For a match like that, which has to be kind of meticulously planned out because of the limitations of the performers, uh, I, I knew what was happening a week or two before. Okay. Um, but for most matches, you show up the day of, you show up around noon, one o'clock, get yourself a little catering, get stretched out, maybe get a wor little workout in, and then you meet with whoever, whoever the boss is, whoever's running the show, and they're going to break it down. All right, we have you in segment seven. You got seven minutes with so-and-so. At the end, we want him up over strong, and this is the finish. And you're like, okay, cool. And then so w when you have the finish, because you, you have an end point, you can work from that in terms of building towards that end, to get the most out of that endpoint as a uh, performer, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to please the boss and get the most out of that endpoint. So, so you can, however you want to get there, you can get there. So how do you know as a viewer watching wrestling that, that, that if the crowd's really into it, that sometimes the matches, then they'll take it longer, right? They'll right. start, they'll, they'll add more ingredients or more uh, toppings to the burger well, before. The, the rules in wrestling change depending on who you are so if you're yes. if you're chris jericho or if you're stone cold steve austin or you're the rock you you have a little more latitude to do that and then instead of a rookie coming in trying to earn his stripes no, absolutely you see what i'm saying it, it, it is and even to this day i would expect it's old boy network where it's like you pay your dues oh yeah and stuff like that so you end up losing that match to mr mcmahon right right um you know, unfortunately, we didn't know each other at the time, and we already talked about your mullet and your miracle flow. Well, I, how about this one? I also got to get you my pillow. Too bad you didn't oh, have one there. Man. You go down on the mat, <laughs> my pillow. Have you ever had used my pillow? I've never used Dude, it. I've, I've heard I, great oh, things. I've listen, never used it before. I, I got. Um, you you want to go grab Mike? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we'll get Mike down here from Radio for One Studios um, because. Uh, He'll let you know, but I uh, here at my here at Grind Time, we're proud to announce the fine folks at My Pillar on board with the team. Right now, you can get two My Pillows for the very low price, sixty nine ninety eight, but only if you use the promo code DMAC, D M A C, or you can spell it any other way. You can spell DMAC. Go to mypillow.com and pick up a new set of Giza sheets or a My Pillow dog bed. You know why the My Pillow dog bed, Zach? Because I overtook. I um, unfortunately had to put my bulldogs down in Florida. Yeah, oh, Hank man. was say he was eleven. Mm. You know, I, um, and Georgia bit my wife, so that doesn't work out in the mm. family. But I got two dog beds out of it because it's like double um, regular pillows, and it's phenomenal. I don't leave anywhere without it. Mm. 
Um, so my uh, dogs love love theirs. I love theirs now. Just make sure you use promo code DMAC, uh, mypillow.com, when you're checking out. Thank you, Mr. Mike Lindell. Uh, waiting for uh, the arrival of uh, Mr. Mike Walters because I uh, wanted to make sure that because he might have some my pillows. Oh here wow, that dude, that'd be so excellent. Can I uh, can I please call Mike Walters up? Uh, yeah, man. Hey, Mike, can you? Uh, <laughs> How are you, pal? Good. Hey, Mike, you want him here? Yeah, yeah I just here. need him to steal the mic. Uh, not steal the mic, but just yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, thank you, Bam Bam. That's a great share. Tagged in. We tagged in here. Oh, Walters, you pussy, you got in the ring. God damn it. Hey, uh, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you happen to have any my pillows outside? Yeah. Can you possibly uh, let Absolutely Zach have not. one on the way out? No. Hey, That's excellent. Thanks, Zach, man. I do questions great every things. show. Huh. I yeah. do questions every show. Go right? ahead. Right? So, so Perry, as my man of the people, right, um, he takes in questions people have, people have. When sure. I pick out the you know the question, whatever. Well, it's for, Mr. Mike Walters has the question of the day. Oh, and I wanted go. to see if he had the balls enough to come down here and ask you. Is it from Mike? It, it is from Mike. Absolutely. Mike. I didn't want to steal his thunder. Shit. <laughs> uh, put him on. He looks uncomfortable. Oh, this right is Mike now. Walters from the Detroit cast. All right. Yes. Look. You look uncomfortable. Look. Look. This is. <laughs> you just, which is hard to believe if you listen to his show. If you listen Mike to his show. Mike Walters, question of the day on Grind Time for my guest, Zach Gowan, the one legged yeah. wrestler. Mike, ask Hero. the fucking question. Hero. Is your favorite restaurant my IHOP? I, like, look, wow. man. I, That's what I'm dealing wow. with the Ryan here. I didn't, right? Is my I, favorite restaurant IHOP? Look, exactly. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. See what I'm, de- see what I'm dealing with? For hey, context. I'm the one with the uh, <laughs> that has the slapstick comedy tour. But yeah, I mean, you know, you've wow. been dealing Zach, with shit like that for a while. Zach, wow. Yeah. You, you know, know what Jay I'm Adams. Now he wants to shake my hand. Hold on. No, no, no. Wait. No, no. Zach. Let me tell you. Not only an insult. <laughs> joke that wasn't funny. It was it wasn't even delivered well. <laughs> no, which is so the most offensive part of the, the joke. It's yes. lucky it's his house. He peed on the floor. But you know what? It, hey, hey, Zach. You know what? Mike for two for two my pillows. He will not fucking shove I'll that prosthetic. <laughs> He's earned two my pillows. There you Jr. Go. Adams' uh, sister has one leg, and he was like. Dude, every time I see her, I'm like, yeah, why, why don't we go to breakfast? We'll go to IHOP, your favorite restaurant. What's uh, fucks with her oh, all wait, the hey, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold it was kind on. of a stone. Hey, that's wait, why. Hey, I, want, I just, all right, thank wait, you, Mike. Wait. Evan, you're back on. Thanks, what's, Mike uh, Walters. What's her name? Eileen? Eileen uh, Dover. Eileen Dover, yes. You know her. Good one. <laughs> thank you, Mike Walters. <laughs> I love you guys. The hey, owner-operated Detroit cast. You can hear more of that stupid shit. Monday <laughs> Thursday, Thursday, Thursday to Sunday, Sunday to Thursday. Sunday. 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 Suck a dick. Hey, <laughs> hey thank you. Wait a <laughs> hey, wait a, as hey as uh, as Riley would say, way to give your balls a tug, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Our letter, Kenny. Speaking play. of that, uh, next week, who do we have? Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Stu- Stewart. Letter Kenny. Stewart, yeah. Stuart. Oh. Dude, you're going to be at show in no time. No I, time. I love it. <laughs> do you watch Letter Kenny at all? No, I've only seen the clips that you people post it. online. You and I, I, I love it. Out of Give them up. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, See? Brother. Peace offering. That's no, why that's I, amazing. That's why yeah. I still tolerate his bullshit. And, 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 our, 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 and that's the only. Hey, do you see how I get him? I told him I'd give him plugs exactly. if he treats my Hold guys on. right. No, 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 no. 
Mike McCool, our producer, is going to tell you how, how that works. Hey, McCool, can you please uh, give Break instructions to Zach on how to and how not to use the wow. pillow? I'm so excited. Yeah, don't take it out of the packaging and start sleeping with it. Okay. It won't work. You got to put it, put in, it in the, the dryer. dryer. 15 dry- minutes. That'll activate the, uh, yes. the special and ingredient. Act- no, no. It'll activate the absolute... Sleep, it'll change your life, bro. I'm all in, man. Yeah. So I'm going to guess McCool totally <laughs> messed this one up, right? <laughs> oh, is that why Let's you think it didn't change my now? Life, all right? <laughs> McCool's Not on, right away, anyway. He's on my pillow <laughs> directions. I need to know how you came about. Were you like, eh, that pillow's not the best? <laughs> I, got, I got another one from Walters, and I'm like, oh, you got to put it in the drawer. <laughs> so it says it right on there. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. So, so, dude, after like all that stuff and 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 going through the man, then then like the guys you wrestled, then you know you end up wrestling Brock Lesnar, right? Right? Like and how is that, how big is that human being? Well, we did that at the Joe. Yeah, it was incredible. It was so, great. how does that come about? How does that storyline that that that, what, that happened the day of? And I'm so grateful it happened because it created such a huge like impactful memory in fans to this day. I still Especially get hometown. I, right? I still get asked about it. Like, hey, what was Brock Lesnar? Like, was that like you know? I was scheduled to wrestle Matt Hardy that day, but the thing is, they turned Brock Lesnar into a bad guy maybe two or three weeks before this event. Can I interrupt for Go one ahead. second? Were you pissed that you couldn't fight Hardy because you said that was one of your idols? No, because that was put on the back burner. We okay. were we you were gonna, we, we were going to get to Hardy. Okay, okay. I was just making right. sure. Like it wasn't yeah, like you were. Yeah, you were going to get to this. Area. You just had to go through the <laughs> yeah. south. Okay, okay. My <laughs> you fucking veggies. Yeah. <laughs> no, and so they turned Brock into a bad guy two or three weeks before, but the crowds were still cheering for him like he was a good guy, mm-hmm. which messed up the WWE creatives' plans ah, for so him. So they had to throw in the prosthetic, so they dude. Go, Listen, they what? went Roddy Piper. <laughs> on their ass. They, go, they went if Roddy Piper is gonna feel shame, yep. then. What can we do to get the people to hate Brock Lesnar? Let's beat 150-pound amputee Zach Gowan in his hometown, in his home arena, in front of his mom, his brother, and his grandmother. Beat him to a bloody pulp, break his leg in two places. And that's real family. That's my mom. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's my little brother. That's my mom. Wow. Yeah. So what do they think about all that? They're all, oh, are they excited? Your little no, brother's excited? Oh, oh nice. <laughs> my, um... My mom's a ham. Like, all of my performance genetics comes from her. Oh, she'll, she'll, she's, a, she's a CPA. She's a very uh, buttoned up and, you know, but she will deny it. But she is an absolute, you get her alone, she is one of the funniest, most entertaining individuals. Well, that's pretty good it. right there. Look at her. Maybe that's, we that's should have good. her in here on Grind Oh, she'd, be, she'd, great, she'd love it. And did she, she know all this was going to happen? Yes. Okay. She was aware. The only thing she didn't know about was the blood. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I'm and sure it, was, wait, it was a lot of blood wait, at the end. Wait, but was it real blood? It was real blood. Yeah. What, bl- what blood? Like, that had to hurt. Yeah. Well, Does that stuff hurt? When yeah. you get slammed into the thing? All of that hurt. Like, do you ever not catch your breath before he's beating on you again? Sometimes. I mean, that almost had to hurt. He was pulling your underwear all the way up your ass. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and the match hasn't even started yet. I love it. And how big's Brock? Brock's a monster. Um, do you know how it feels when you're on the back of a horse? You can feel how. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> you can feel how sturdy and how stable and how strong that. That's what yeah. it felt like. No, I just hang back. around jackasses. <laughs> yeah. No, he sees me. <laughs> yeah. So hey, uh, 
how about you know because you so this was a scary moment here he's gonna power bomb me twice he was supposed to power bomb me three times but after the first one I hit my the back of my head and Brock feels my body go limp for a second so he only gives me the second one he doesn't give me the third one uh, because he's afraid that I'm not You're totally next. quite there right. which I appreciated so this one I, it hurts oh hit my oh head. yeah you can see that your head snap yep and then so he let me go after this one and I'm I was out for a few seconds here, I remember. So guys really do go out. Oh, yeah. So, so that, some, sometimes guys got to buy each other time. Yes. Well, and that yeah. mat's not soft, right? No, no. dude, I've stepped on it. I mean, it's you a can see that. I'm talking me, with the referee here, and I'm saying, hey, listen, I'm all right. I'm good. We'll yeah, keep yeah. going. I know where I'm at. Da, 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 da. Yeah. We're having a full conversation yeah. right there uh, about about my health. And if he feels, the referee feels that I'm not in, in a healthy position, or whatever. yeah, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so how'd you feel about this match? Uh, I love this match because it was such a special moment and it was such a big moment. Dude, you got your mom in there, bro. Yeah, I got she my slap mom him there. and you're at the Joe. Nah, yeah, she tries to. At the I end. mean, and I'm at the I'm at Joe Louis Arena, <laughs> getting changed in Darren McCarty's locker room for crying yeah. out loud. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, we gotta get your mom in here. So, so, so here's the blood. If you want to go back, you can see oh. this, the mo one of the most brutal chair shots you'll ever witness. Oh, it's from the chair. You don't cut yourself. Yeah. Right here. So that cut you. This, like. So that was not supposed to happen. Uh, well, no, yeah. I cut myself here from. Like the the chair yourself. didn't cut me. Yeah, I had a razor blade in my, in my oh, wrist okay. tape. So you right. got it. And I, I nicked myself. Um, the, the, you nicked it good. You got to work on your neck. Well, here's the problem I'd never done that in my life. <laughs> The first time they asked me to bleed is on national television, on SmackDown, in a huge angle. So I cut myself one time. Nothing happens. I cut myself a second time. Nothing oh, you happens. Had, you had Terry Funk on your ass. Yeah, I feel Brock Lesnar walking over towards me. I know how important the blood is to this moment in the match, so I say, fuck it. And I just jammed it in my head, and I pulled it across. I, need, I needed to get the end result. No, I get it. Oh, no. I feel like an F5 would just break me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's an F5, a couple more chair shots, and one more F5, and they stretcher me out. Bloody mess. My mom so follows me out. What gets set after? Who come? Like, how does you like you? What? You're back in your dressing room. You're obviously. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm so who does Lesnar say? Hey, good match, kid. Or does very much. Well, Lesnar was very, very appreciative. The fact that I was giving, I was entrusting him with my body to allow him to get to a point. In the WWE universe, yeah, no, as no, a bad no, no, guy. no, right. And and this is the intricacies, and when you say, well, I think, you know, obviously, the, I love Lesnar. We're like for, good friends. Are you really? Yeah, and great guy. Great guy. I love it. Uh, you know, I love to hear that. But so it, it's, it's also because a real guy. He's a real man. See, that's what I love to hear. But also too, like because it's performance art, right? right? So he understands and probably knows that. Oh, the kid gouges his head to get the blood to know so did he come to make in? him look good right yeah. right because it's all about the process it's all about you guys the, are a team it's all exactly. about the team yeah. yep. so think about this guys uh, i think this is like uh mm -hmm. i'm definitely gonna have you back we, we talk a little bit more but i want people to realize is that maybe when you watch watch wrestling or throw it on um whether it's wwe or even the aew and this right. is what i want to get into next um is because 
look at it as a choreography, as a whole match, as an event to make it's a whoever, show. A show. Whoever's supposed to look good, do they look really good? Yep. Whoever's supposed to look bad, do they look really bad? And if, like you said before, you were talking about Rey Mysterio. Your 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 snobby little ass don't like it, Evan. Right, but but, it, it, but you know by choice that's fine. So like speaking <laughs> of AEW, right? To me, when I watched it, I was like it reminded me to the names uh, ECW with uh, Van Dam, Sabu, yep, Sabu, and and the Fonks, and and yeah. just like the the carelessness, controlled chaos with their own body. Right. Like, it's almost like they're saying, you know, in, in the NHL and the NFL, they, they implement that they, they give the defender for hitting a guy with his head down, coming through the middle, mm. trouble. This is the wrestling thing that says, listen, we're, uh, we're going to let you, if you want to, take your life and, you know, because somebody, you got to watch AEW and just, uh, not just because I'm a buddy with J- Chris Jericho and I love, I, Jericho. I, I love yep. He's because he's the man's man. Yes, he's just he's a good, just a good, right. and it's got to be. I say it's because we're Canadian, and that's I think so. Good. But it's it's well, it's, he's a he's a former hockey player too. His dad played <laughs> hockey in the NHL. All that. No, he's just we you know we talk and, yeah. and it's 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 awesome. I'm gonna try to get him on grind time, but, but he's oh, busy as hell. But oh, but just goodness. the way that that you watch that, and if you watch those matches. Man, I haven't seen moves like that forever, and I love that the fact that there's an option. They're presenting yeah. a different option. Now, we were talking before. If you go to the WWE and now, and so it's, it's you go for the 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 chirping, the talking, right. and who's better. And you can really see somebody who gets better at doing it, and the better that they get, usually they get a little bit of a yep. promotion. Well, and here's the thing with WWE. It's become so sanitized and overproduced and safe. Yep. That when you present an alternative like AEW, it feels like a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. And that, as a wrestling fan, that excites me. It's more actual for the wrestling than it is the storytelling mm-hmm. than it is for the showmanship than it is for the 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 banter the chirping but it one gives another. you the fresh dead but as a wrestler too so so you rep did you 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 wrestled wrestler i know you got cena you end up fighting matt hardy right yeah, so then what happens your contract expired no i got or? fired i got canned uh they flew me into new york and they uh, i, I said you sleep with bro i said <laughs> <laughs> well, Tori Wilson and Stacey Kilber at the same time, but right. besides that, you know. Boom! <laughs> wow. Holy. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> no. I, Jim, the only one I can Jim. match that with is not ever coming up. <laughs> <laughs> man, like, no, they, they fired me, man. Right. I, I mean, this is this is kind of. Yeah, but you still won. This is when the. <laughs> no, that's 100% not true. <laughs> this, I that's, this is what they're See, I don't there want it. To, it I don't. I don't want the dirt sheets. Allegedly, bro. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. It must have been some. It must have been Jeff Rieger, ninety-seven. <laughs> it was Rieger. It was Rieger. Yeah. It yeah. Was Rieger. It wasn't Valenti, but it certainly <laughs> no, was Rieger. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. I was. I was immature. I was young. I was a superstar. I believed my own hype. All of a sudden, I have money. I have women. I have sports cars. I'm not showing up. I'm showing up late. I'm showing up drunk. I'm partying too much. I'm not doing what it takes to to maintain my position as a WWE superstar and everything and all the responsibilities that kind of comes with it. I was young. I was immature, and um, and I became a problem in the locker room. I, people started getting resentful at me, um, and and in my head, the more resentful they got at me, the more the more I pushed back. 
and I retaliated. And before I know it, there was a huge separation between me and the rest of the locker room, and they had to let me go. You never had a mentor then. You had never had anybody. I had guys like Rhino and Little Guido and um, and, and other guys try to look out for me, but I I, I wasn't able you to receive receptive. the message. I, I wasn't able to receive. You weren't buying it. That yeah. yeah, and I think that we can understand that because for me, you know, my everybody on with grind time, my journey, it's well documented. <laughs> You know, I'm 47, it's almost 40, so it took mm-hmm. me to 43, and it's to hear the message, and it, to me, it's always that self-awareness, like, who am I? Oh, I had Instead none. of being who I thought everybody, because you do believe the hype, you know, you do, well, how, if people are telling me I'm this great, and whatever like that, and everywhere I go, Listen, I don't gotta buy a man. meal, or a drink, or they're, I don't have to worry about that. Nothing, they're paying me three grand to sit at Gibraltar and Taylor and sign autographs for two hours. Yeah. On a Sunday when I had the day, I had the day off. Like, of, of course, you can't do that to a twenty-year-old kid, especially with zero foundation. Right, right. Like, not having a father growing up, not having mentors, not having a, a foundation in order to kind of grow from. Um, I was thrown to the wolves. It was too much, too soon, too fast. So, so yep. you went through alcohol, pill, drug. You know, oh, yeah. you went through that phase, right. and up until ten years ago, and twenty-six. Then, I and what? Sober. So what? What was it? Uh, I got sober uh, at 26. What and what triggered that? What? what oh, what got me say, sober? Say uh, that again. You got sober at 26 years old. So I don't. What year? Do you remember? Oh, 2010. Yeah, you, you know the date? Yeah, February 14, 2010. Uh, date of my uh, last drink of drug. Happy, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. my, hey, mine is November 11th, 2015. That's that's Memorial Day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's it's incredible. Day. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's it's. I it's, love that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I love people who who have had a real transformation in their lives and are willing to share it with other. Well, people. and and you know what? And that's I can, why. I'm I, and I can tell this, that. and and this is the one thing, and I think uh, 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 you could piggy piggyback in the way you want, but it's just, it's it's I put it in this category: having kids, hmm. okay, meditating, hmm. and and you know having. You know what they say, like having the higher power of God in your life, or faith, or whatever it is, Spiritual. right? That thing, mm-hmm. spirituality, where it's those things that I can't explain, but when you get them, you get them, yep. right? And it took me a lot long, and and what I realized it was it was when I started looking in the mirror, and I was able to get you know, all the toxics out and I could look in the mirror and see that, oh, I was a piece of shit and I wasn't the person I wanted and I had to fight and I had, like I always say here... You had clarity for a moment. Right? And to be able to fight back. Now, you've been fighting, but what was the... Did you have a rock-bottom moment or what was... No, I couldn't imagine... I I was afraid. Okay. Because I couldn't imagine my life with with drugs or without drugs. Right. Um, and I didn't know, I, th- I thought there were two options. I thought I could use drugs and drink and be miserable, or I could not use drugs and drink and be miserable. Right. I, I didn't know there was a third option out right. there. I, I knew the ending, I, I felt like there was an end coming. Um, and I, I don't know how to explain it other than that. I felt like an end was near. I didn't know if that end meant I was going to die or I was going to get better. Uh, but I was open to whichever came first. Right. And thank God. Getting better came first. Right. Absolutely. And you, you embraced it like you did the wrestling as far as when it came about? Well, I mean, wrestling, WWE paid for my treatment. That's, they that's sent, amazing. They sent me so, to... So talk... So, so, that's so like, talk, they saved my that. life. Like, people don't understand how much I love Vince McMahon and WWE. Well, please, ex- yeah. please, 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 <laughs> you were talking about Vince being 
uh, whatever else. But he's talk insane. about that he's because I because the the rumor or the rumor you hear is as as if you're loyal to Vince, like that they're very loyal to you. So 100%. so please explain this. And this is the side of Vince McMahon that we don't see as Mr. McMahon, but the WWE and what they did for you. So please, I, this is I important. hadn't I hadn't made a dime for that company in five or six years, and then. I had a moment like you, a moment of clarity where I reached out and I asked for help. And I said the words out loud to my mother, uh, who I was living with at the time, I am scared, I don't know what to do, and I need help. And I don't know why these words came out. I didn't, I didn't plan on saying this. I didn't plan on asking for help. These words just spilled out of my soul, and they were the truth. Um, and my mom opened up a letter from WWE, which they just started this wellness policy where it states that any, any talent who has ever been under contract, if they're struggling, mental health, substance abuse, they're eligible for treatment. Just reach out. Here's the email. Here's the phone number. I went upstairs to my computer. I emailed. Within three minutes, I got a phone call. Uh, within five minutes, they, they booked me on a, on a first-class ticket to Minnesota um, to go Hazelden? to treatment. Yeah, Hazelden. Yeah, uh, to go to treatment. Why? Third rehab. Did you go there? Yeah, I liked it. I, was, I love that's it. so good to hear though. The, how, how the response, the quickness that they they were there. That, that's not. Be it's not. It, th there might be a public relations element to that in response to all the premature deaths, but I can say for certain that they that policy saved my life and improved the quality of, of the life of people that I love and the people that I get to impact today and countless other professional wrestlers. I love it. Yeah. I, lo I love to hear that. And, you know, here at uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty, where I always preach, you know, part of my journey through the cannabis plant. And right. um, as, uh, you know, I'm in involvement, and I'm actually going to be up at Pink Canna up uh, in Pink Conning for a few hours, checking out the facility, um, the hoop houses and everything going on up there to get in the nose. But until then, uh, great relationship with Herbal Active, Herbal Active, dot com u r b a l a c t i v dot com minus uh, what minus the e and active yeah minus the <laughs> thanks Perry did you well you say it you say did it you want to do the read for me here do the read no you say <laughs> it my I mean, friggin hat do you want to do the read for me I do <laughs> I do Perry but I was switching it up a little bit okay that's oh not, well you threw Perry me off Lucci. you threw me off you threw that change and you, up and how you threw me off. guys expect me to be nice <laughs> Just, when stuff like that happens in the middle of a read Michael can I call you in for your professional opinion on this when the town is in the middle of a read or anybody's in the middle of a read no matter what Unless they are drowning, choking, or spitting, you should not interrupt them. Is that correct? Or unless you can highlight between a breath. Yes, or is, that, Perry, or is correct. Perry correct? No, Perry is not so correct. So what would you say on the, the production I say, I side? I say you let it go. Okay. And then talk Do to the him read. after I don't want to talk to him. I, I, I think Ooh. I made my point. I think I will not uh, be addressing it, but I made uh -oh. my point. No, Perry has to let it go. Yeah, let, let the <laughs> let the read happen, and then you guys discuss it after the show. Sounds like See? a WWE. No, because you wonder why I'm being professional here, wacky with Zach, this chair. Zach, I got you Anyways, on my side. Sorry, we'll take hey, Bam Bam and no, Rich. Don't, hey. don't drag me into your bullshit. Come on. Don't worry, I'll just apologize in person to Rich. <laughs> so, Herbal Active, U R B A L A C T I V. 
Active.com. No E on active. Like Perry said, use the code DMAC25. DMAC25 for 25% off. That's topicals, tinctures, mints, whatever you use. And what's important, because what do I always say? It's not what. It's Don't tell me what. Tell me who. Don't tell me what you're smoking. Don't tell me what you use. Tell me who you're using it from. Herbalactive.com. Boom. DMAC seal of approval here. Grind time. Darren McCarty. DMAC25 is the code. Anyways, so that's, you know, for, for me and, and that journey and um, all that stuff. Now, fast forward, bro, mm-hmm. because, like, so wrestling, so you got, uh, you got, um, did you get back into wrestling yeah, after? I, I tried desperately to rebuild my once promising career, and I, didn't, I never got to the level that I thought I deserved to be at. Okay. Then my uh, girlfriend, now wife, got pregnant. And then so I'm in early sobriety. I'm like a year in sobriety. I'm trying to rebuild this career. It's going slower than expected. My girlfriend, who I don't even know I want to be in a long-term relationship, tells me she's pregnant. It's insane, man. Um, so at this point, I'm, I'm just open, and I'm, but I'm also kind of desperate to figure out what to do. Right. And that's when I stumble on by i'm like the one-legged forrest gump like i just, I just <laughs> dude i found myself in situations i never even dreamed of and, and then stuff that works out uh i found I, f- I found an opportunity to start speaking with kids and that. and so that that started in like 2012 i want to say right before my kid was born my first one and um and, and so my career focus shifted from wrestling to speaking and so i've had to rebuild this career from scratch I don't have uh, I don't have a PhD. I don't, I'm not an expert on anything except my own experience, and I have a little bit of stage presence in front of a crowd. So that's all I have, and my story. Yeah, but you got the I toughest have, crowd and the kids. The kids. So you perform yeah. in front of the crowd all the time. That's, that's it. The heart. The, the right. So I have to, to translate those skills yeah. into speaking. And so for the past four or five years, I've been focusing on building that career, and I'm at a point. Where I'm, I'm grateful to say that I've reached a level where now I can kind of not not put it on the back burner or put it on autopilot, but now there's time for me to focus on other things too. So that's why I'm going to get back in the ring starting in 2020. I haven't wrestled in a long time. Uh, I maybe have had three or four matches in 2019 here and there, just small things, but I really want to give it one more go, one one last run, get in shape for it, grow the mullet out, yeah. miracle flow you it up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Girl, you and, got then, it. and then Good just l- let her rip because the business right now is so healthy and it's so good and there's so many opportunities mm-hmm. for me, not only to connect with a new audience, but I can also help new talent that's up and coming and help them be great as well. Absolutely. I, wow. I, that, that's phenomenal. And I, I love to hear that. And uh, you uh, recently married. Recently married, yeah, right. September 6th. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Congrats. Did you Thank go on a honeymoon? Uh, yeah, we went to Key West. How was it? Wonderful. Weather nice? Beautiful. So yeah, you yeah. have how many kids? <laughs> yeah, two. I have a seven, seven-year-old boy named Nolan and a three-year-old boy named Henry, and my wife's name is Kelly. Awesome. Wow. They're all on board with wrestling? They all love it? No, they don't. They don't give a shit. It's really? so weird because I'm dad. <laughs> I love it. You see what it. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're, nobody's into what their dad's into. True. Like wow. it doesn't matter. I, I used to all think, the sons of hockey players are into hockey, so they yeah. so, so they keep it real for <laughs> right, you. Griffin. Yeah, they they, they humble assume. me. Yeah, Griffin, I'm just Griffin's sitting out there right now, going, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about my twenty. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't wake up and put a cape on. I wake up and I put my leg on. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm just dad in the house. Like I'm not. I'm, speaking you know. of speaking of house. Um, yeah. 
do you own your house? I don't own. You don't? Well, no. you know what? Um, whether you're a first-time home uh, buyer or simply making a move, give yourself a distinct advantage in this fiercely competitive market and put a winning team behind you. The Jeffrey Group of America Integrity and Rhonda Monet of Gold Star Mortgage join forces to make sure you land your dream home. Listen. <laughs> Monet. <laughs> Gold Star Mortgage. <laughs> now we're doing the Beach Boys to help me, Rhonda, because, Zach, you haven't heard this, but the Rhonda Monet from Gold Star Mortgage, Brian Wilson, who did the Beach Boys song, yeah, was in a restaurant in Maui she worked in and saw her name tag and said, I have to do it, Rhonda. Really? Sang it to her. That's my girl, Rhonda, at the Jeffrey Group of American cool. Integrity and Rhonda Monet of Gold Star Mortgage. Joint forces to make sure you land your dream home, their passion for going the extra mile. Shows from the first phone call to the day you're handed the keys. They've taken an incredibly complex process and made it simple and transparent. Call Jeffrey Cavanaugh at 734-306-9027 today and take the first step to your new front door. Gold Star Mortgage is an equal opportunity lender. NML, M, I, yeah, NMLS number 3446. Now, I want to touch on this, dude, because of everything yeah. that's awesome we got going. American... Ninja Warrior, <laughs> yeah. right? No, 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 dude. Like, let's talk about. It. Yeah, everybody at home. American Ninja Warrior, that 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 obstacle course that you see on TV. Right. You went to Indianapolis. Yeah. You you competed, um, dude. T t talk about competing with one leg on it's the crazy. obstacle course, but getting on TV and it is crazy. The no. training, it's, yeah, it's wild. Absolutely the, nuts. The training is wild. Like, uh, what, what, take me back to like, was, <laughs> is this a dare? This is so like. If no. you didn't say this was if this was 2006, I would have said you took this debt. This was a bet you lost when you were hammered. Nope. Oh, look at you just. I'm the first amputee to run the course without a prosthetic leg. I uh, I made a post a few months earlier on Facebook, and She's it was in the WWE now. Yeah, Casey Quintanzaro. I made a crazy? post on Facebook a few months awesome. before where it said a free thought, which was I want to go on American Ninja Warrior. People started liking it commenting, sharing it, gassing me up to the point where I'm like, I gotta go. screw it, I'll do it. I mean, I already put it out uh, there. People yeah. want, want to see it, so I'm going to apply for it. I applied, went through the application process. A few What's months later. Detail? What's that? What's the application? Like, what, do you have to actually, like, run a preliminary course to see if you get through, or is well, this your no, first shot? No, no, because they, they need to see footage of you act doing actual obstacles. And so I went to a, a local ninja gym, which is the best ninja gym in uh, it in the mid in the Midwest. Plug it's, it up. it's called Edge, Edge Training Center. Where's they have that? a Commerce Township and one in Plymouth, Michigan. Carrie is the owner. Tell her I sent you. She uh, it's the if you want to be a ninja warrior or if you want your kids to run the obstacle course, they have classes. You want to get in shape? It's the most crazy training. Uh, Edge Training Center. Look it up. Commerce Township, Plymouth, Michigan. Sure. So, so what's going through your like? Yeah, when you're swinging on that rope, you're just like, oh, shit, I'm this, not going to make it. Where was the hardest part? This right here. So we're on a rolling log. You have to hook your hands, and you have to hook your ankles. The problem is I don't have ankles. Um, oh, and it's shit, gonna, right? So you have to have even the have grip right here. That. Had you done it before? No. Never in my life. Oh! Talk about upper body oh, strength, yeah. huh? Oh, my God. I, I just closed my eyes, and I said I'm not going to let go. Right. And I opened my eyes, and I, I, I completed the course, yeah. So how about rate like is this any of this hard or like 
I mean, it's all hard. Physically, it's where are you hard. at strength-wise right now? Um, I feel good because the adrenaline is so high, but I, physically I'm drained because I hung on to that rope too long on the first obstacle, saw, yeah. and this one took everything I had, yeah. gripping it up so, like so, this. So you're just torqued right now. You yeah. can barely feel your arms. Oh, yeah, I, can, I so, can't feel nothing. Is this wheels now? Which is why this is, this is where I fall, and the reason I fall, look at my elbows. Yeah. They're, they're, they're at 90 degrees. They need yeah. to be... They need to be out fully like this. Fully extended. Yep. But I didn't have the strength in me to fully extend right. them. And that's what uh, made me fall. I was pissed because... Was that a can opener? Yeah. <laughs> I was pissed. I was pissed because I knew I could physically get through that obstacle. And I felt it was just a mix of the, the adrenaline and the strength being drained for, and taking too long on the other obstacles that I fell. But the greater victory in this is that 30 million people that week watched this run, and it was the highest-rated run on Season 8 of American Ninja Warrior, uh, high, higher than the finals. And, and they tuned in not, not because of me, right, as you alluded to earlier, not because of me, but because of what my story represents. Absolutely. You Absolutely. see what I'm saying? You're best, you, you know wow. it. You're, it's not about you or me. It's a, we're just yeah. vessels. I'm not trying to build a call here. No. I, I don't want to build a call. I don't want to be followed. I we're wanna, part of it. Yeah. We're just yeah. part, of, just part of showing people that there's options. Yeah, and of course. Get together <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, you know, Mac, I wanted to ask him, um, is I didn't hear you talk about any injuries that you might have sustained in the ring or never, especially being you say one injuries like without an E. <laughs> <laughs> so, but just having the one leg, have you always worried about about? Um, I mean, if they if they take out your leg, you don't have yeah. the, you don't have the balance that you would have. With I don't. Two. I can't think that way because if I start thinking that way, then I'm going to get hurt. Then, I, okay. then, then, I, then I'm going to be wrestling or performing in a way to prevent an injury. And if you start wrestling with fear in your in your body, that's when you get hurt. Right. Um, and I've I've been blessed to have a 17 year career as a professional wrestler uh, without any serious injuries. Oof. And uh, knock on wood, that's going to continue. Now, yeah. now, do you do other sports? Do you golf? No. You don't golf. Well, you know no. what? I got to get you out golfing. You know where I'm going to take you? Where? Where are we going? I'm going to take you over to Cattails. Cattails Golf Club's an 18-hole championship track in South Lyon. Former home to the LPGA Futures Tour, Michigan Amateur Qualifier, and more. Two very unique nines, one unique golfing experience. Wetlands featured on the front, hardwoods and native forests on the back. Range, multiple practice areas, and a full bar and menu at the clubhouse. Come on out to the course that the Grind Time family plays. Check out our Facebook page for an exclusive offer to Grind Time fans that will get you 18 holes in a cart for $25 during the week. Perry, it'll cost you $50. If, hey, guys out there at Cattails, if Perry Vellucci drops my name, he's on probation. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's awesome. Hey, dude. I'm gonna have you back in. We don't have enough, but I want you to bring your mom in, dude. That would be a whole good story. How cool would that be? That would be, be good, so cool. Yeah. I love that. I would. I would love that. We're gonna have to hook hook yeah. that oh. up, because um, that's what it's all about. And and I appreciate uh, you coming in and um, sharing. And and at least you know I call it the infinity circle, right? There's. I don't think that the you know life comes full circle. I think it it's parts of circles and then it starts new ones. So for yeah. you and I. Definitely, it's like we're on the same. We've got the same mentor as far as the same. Somebody's yeah, yeah, got yeah, locked yeah. us in as far as understanding that being and and proud to be vessels. But it's not about us. It's about the message to get out and the more powerful. That's what the Grind Time family is about. Amen. Welcome to the Grind Time family. Um, you know, uh, I'm gonna uh, 
hold off, but we'll talk, uh, you know, Wings wing should have won last night. That's all I'm going to say. Um, anybody uh, interested, uh, or let's see, I'm going to wrap this up and say tomorrow, uh, Slapstick Comedy Tour, Buddies on the Beach in Lake Odessa at 8 o'clock, which you're wondering where Lake Odessa is. It's, uh, I'll be down 94 between Lansing and Grand Rapids. Look forward to seeing everybody there. I'll be there tomorrow night. Friday, have the big uh, uh, mixer party with all the high-end uh, um, the people that be in the cannabis business um, are in town to talk uh, real important stuff. So, uh, you know, I got to be there for that. Saturday, anybody's in Saginaw, I'm doing a signing uh, from noon to 12 uh, there. Um, Wait, and noon, then to, I have, noon I, to 1? <laughs> see that one was ah, I, I, damn right I'm coming back right, with that noon to two. that one was appropriate noon to two well played nice stuff yes. I was testing them see that see then you got to kick the dog now it's pet the dog and I'll come back and support you so go ahead anyways uh, this is important because on Saturday the Freeland uh, the Freeland Middle School Travel Club is hosting a fundraiser event with me Darren McCarty Seven to nine, Saturday, October 12th, the Freeland Performing Arts Center in Freeland, Michigan. Uh, got a couple comedians coming out. Uh, I'll be doing a meet and greet, uh, pictures, all that stuff, merchandise. Uh, check it out. It'll be a good time. It'll be a PG show, so I will not be saying my favorite words, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got a podcast. <laughs> Fuck, Perry. Fuck it, Perry. Getting a shirt. Oh, also, two guys. Uh, Darren McCarty, DarrenMcCarty.com. Check out the events page um, with everything that's going on. The merch is going to be up soon. There's some sick shit coming out, and I hope you guys are going to like it. We'll be in touch with that. Uh, Grind Time Podcast on Instagram, Grind Time DMAC25 on Twitter, Grind Time with Darren McCarty on Facebook, Darren McCarty Slaps the Comedy Tour, coming to a place near you. Um, Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I don't know if I uh, missed anything. That's a full weekend. What's that? That's a full weekend. That's yeah. just been, oh, that's Sunday's just at summer. the Russell Bazaar because the uh, cannabis, uh, the the cups is back in town. The High Times is back in town, but it's not a cup. So they're not doing the uh, judging or anything, and they're not selling edibles because the health department shut down edibles, I guess. So for all you flower and concentrate fans, you can find me that Sunday uh, to talk education um and i will tell you more about pink hannah which i'll be out there look forward to seeing the fellas saturday afternoon i got a busy weekend mikulski um yeah, me too what do you got going on uh wedding anniversary Yours? 23rd yeah Woo. Wow. all right yeah, 23rd. Congrats, man. yeah what's the lovely last name brooke to but we call her cookie C cookie brookie cookie <laughs> oh, i get it uh, congratulations. What were you, is it a surprise or? Uh, no, we're just, no, we're, you know, we're 20, going 23, yeah, right? Yeah, we're, where going, going? we're going to South Haven. <laughs> That's where we did our, uh, our honeymoon. Um, so we're just do you going. have a f favorite spot or yeah, just, like whatever. a restaurant? Just, yeah, or no? we're, there's a uh, really cool hotel there. It's like, uh, almost like a bed and breakfast, but right it's on. a hotel. It's it's, it's nice. Right. When are you, leave? when are you going this weekend? Yeah, Friday. All right, man. Just rest up. Yeah. Rest It'll up. It'll be good. 23. Yeah. Have fun. Perry, what about you? <laughs> Uh, anyway, just, Zach just driving. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Zach, don't humor. Please don't humor him. That's the Jesus. Yeah, I know it's fun. a new it's new for you, but oh my God. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's pretty oh good. My oh, it's God. relentless. I'm sorry, Alan. I'm making fun of your son. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm uh, not. I didn't. Anyways, Perry, you just driving? Yeah, driving yeah, just driving. Um, uh, looking forward to uh, Rockstar's limousine. Some Red Wing games this weekend, and uh, the Lions on on Monday. Monday. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be hot, man. Yeah, that, Green Bay. I think it's gonna be a good game. Hey, yep. um, I wonder if TJ's going to the game at Lambeau. I will tell you what, yeah, it's because he's a big guy and he's a big, big dude, huh? Yeah, and he's gonna have big luggage. <laughs> I can climb in. I'm a little bit smaller than I used to be. We'll see. He's yeah. got a wrestler's body. I've never been to Lambo. Anybody in, wants to take me to Lambo? He's got a wrestler's Monday. body, doesn't he? TJ? Oh, dude, for sure. <laughs> He's, He's a tank. Oh, yeah. What about you, Zach? What do you got coming up? Shoot, I'm just training every day. Training every training day. Training for that comeback. Can, uh, do you, are you on social media at all? Yeah, social media, at Zach Gowan, all platforms, uh, ZachGowan.com. If, you if you're interested in booking me to have come come to speak with your kids or at your workplace, please, ZachGowan.com, fill out the contact information. Real super easy process. Would love to meet you. Love to meet your team. Awesome, bro. We'll uh, definitely be in contact. You're on your way. Oh, I can't wait. You got your boys coming in tonight. Oh, you yeah. Bunch of little fucking schoolgirls oh, in this fucking store. Nobody's going to bed. All baby. I packed was one backpack full. So I'm good, man. Whatever happens, happens. That's the way to go. Yeah. I don't need much. Underwear and socks. Could go out the back there and <laughs> light a fire. Smoke circle. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be uh, a good time. I'll, I'll let you know if anything good happens, like we win some cash. Yeah, let, let me know. What should I bet? What, do the Red Wings play this weekend? Don't touch the wings. Don't touch the wings? Not yet. Is hockey I don't the sports, hockey is, I don't sport. <laughs> dude, listen, I quit the worst sports, one, and I right? quit drinking. I quit doing mm. hard drugs. And it's like betting on the Braves else. today. I huh? I yeah. was supposed to ask you about that. <laughs> oh, shit. Who got on the Braves? Uh, I, Tell no. me Sully. I have no, 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 no. It's on the Braves. I was just supposed to ask, did you walk in the house today and say that you like the Braves tonight? I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got a score so far in the Dodgers-Nationals game. You do. Yeah. Who, now, who, who, series tied 2-2. Two, two. Well, who, who do you, you like you in gotta, that? You know, Strasburg was Bueller. Oh, Bueller, he's so good. Bueller. Yeah. I, I got to think it's 2-0 uh, Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, oh, nice job. Middle of the second. There's uh, a scroll. Say, there's Ballinger? a scroll something up yeah. there. Oh, is it? No, I don't think there is. <laughs> scroll hockey here. Okay. No, there's a tag. Okay. It's is it really two nothing Dodgers? Yeah, it's second. Nice. Nice call. Right. Right. Nice call. Did Ballinger hit a dong? I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm guessing you know. I'm guessing, yeah. No, I just I'm going to say he probably universe. did. I went to the universe. Yeah, I just went to the universe. <laughs> I'm good like that. Don't ask uh, me why. Look at that. Oh boy! Home game. What else, Perry? How else can I just mystify you before I <laughs> by signing so, off? So, all right. Thanks to our uh, <laughs> thanks to our uh, fan question of the day, Mike Walters. You fucking doofus. You get a you get yeah. a my pillow. <laughs> I got two of them out of Dude, it. Dude, did you see that? That's worth you know, it. I set that up. That's worth. Have it. you ever yeah, seen exactly. him like that? What? Walters, no. you ever seen him like that? Never. Yeah, yeah. I get him like that. But not not, like, not not on the. Not not to put him on the spot. He yeah. was uncomfortable. He no, was no. uncomfortable. Of course not, he was. That's what I'm supposed to do. Not with the mic in That's front of upper him. management, bro. That's upper management. I don't fuck around You're around an here. inspiration. I'm like stirring at this joint. Hey? I'm like stirring at this joint. Yeah, and I'm fucking know to right. fuck around. Right. Right? There's a pecking order right I got here. McCool. Yeah. Hey, whenever you got a guy on your team that's cool. Because it's in his name? Yeah. It's fucking super cool. <laughs> all right, all you Grind Time fans out there, uh, for Zach Gowan, uh, Bam Bam Jenkins, heading to Vegas, Perry Vellucci, Michael McCool, all you guys out there, uh, hope to see you this weekend, and if not, see us on all platforms. But remember, guys, remember, uh, life is great. 
It's just not easy. And sometimes you're going to fall down. But no matter how many times you fall down, get your ass back up. That's grind time. We're out.